This call is being recorded. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. Oh, happy Tuesday. Excuse me. The teacher, oh, please. Good, good morning, Susie. Good morning, good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your reader this morning. Can you tell me? God is good. Happy Tuesday to you. Good morning. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Good Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's teacher from Arizona on your green this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, Lakeisha. This is Pam. I would like for my victory family to keep my sister Kelly head lifted up in prayer because she got shot yesterday. You said your sister Kelly, correct? Yes. Okay. Got it. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Sister Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Hello. Good morning. This is Denise. Good morning, Denise. Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you. Happy Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is JC. How are you? Hello. Hello there. Good morning. Nice Good morning. This is JC. How are you? Good. Happy Tuesday, Good. JC. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Happy Tuesday to you as well.
Good morning, good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? And I'd like to say good morning before I get started with the business at hand. Good morning, Lakeisha. This is Deborah Evans. I'm here. <laughs> good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, this is Sister Caroline. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Caroline. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I haven't been this early in so long. I'm like, okay, right now. <laughs> Good morning, family. It's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Well, Victor family, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the business at hand. Again, happy Tuesday. Before I begin, I'd like to ask if you check your phone, make sure your standard mute button is on. <laughs> All right. Happy Tuesday. Welcome, welcome to Declare Victory. We're a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time. We are here to edify, empower, encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. So please invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay tuned in for the next couple of days so we can end the month of October. Its theme is open heaven. You don't want to miss the phenomenal, inspiring messages, teachings, and lessons from our talented and gifted declarers. November will be even better, so be prepared to be blessed. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor Lavelle Jones tonight, right here on the same line. It's from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Secondly, if you've been blessed by the call, and you would like to sell into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me backslash declarevictory. We pray many blessings be returned to you from our Heavenly Father for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests submitted on the app. However, there was one spoken one. It's from our sister Pam. And she would like for the Victory family to pray for her sister, Kelly, who was just recently shot yesterday. The order of the call today is the declaration will be given by Dion. And praying and leading us in corporate praise will be done by Pretty Patrice. Then we'll go right into closing comments, posted by the declarer, Dion. Again, the order of the call is the declaration fully wrought by Dion and praying and lead us in corporate praise will be done by Pretty Patrice. Then we'll go right into closing comments posted by the declarer, Dion. The scripture reading for today is Luke 11.10. For anyone who acts, receives. 
And he who seeks, finds. And he who knocks, it will be opened. May the Lord add a reading, add a blessing, excuse me, to the reading and hearing and doing of the Holy Word. At this time, I would like to ask if you can just double check your phone to make sure your phone didn't come off of mute. want to thank you guys all again for tuning in. I'm going to add a prayer request. I'm sorry? I'm going to add a prayer request. Oh. Yes, ma'am. I had put it on the app, but I guess it didn't take already. So, yes, this is um, Caroline. So, the prayer request is for my pops. He starts another round of chemo today, and his name is Pop Charles. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Again, I want to thank you all for joining us and declare victory. Happy Tuesday. Many blessings to you all. I now pass the call. Sierra. Let us all give her a couple of minutes to get her on the line. I'm here, guys. Hey, I'm sorry. I was having a problem connecting. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Sure can. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good morning, God. morning. Great morning. And happy Tuesday to each and every one. Uh, thanking and praising God for yet another opportunity. Just to tell him he's great. And greatly to be praised, there's nobody like him in all the earth. And I'm just grateful that I serve a God that cannot fail. Um, I want to make you guys laugh really quick. A couple of weeks, well, about a week or so ago, I made a payment arrangement for for this bill. So my account was passed to 71 cents. So when I got up to call this morning, I didn't have a phone. I was like, well, wait a minute. I know what I did. Nevertheless, that means today is going to be really, really good. That's all I was saying that for. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super grateful um, that the Lord is taking us through this course and this process. I am extraordinary, oh, extremely excited uh, about what's going to happen as a result of dealing with some stuff and overcoming some stuff and getting to a place where not only are we experiencing victory in and through prayer, but the relationship that we have with the Father uh, is becoming more authentic, more intentional, uh, and more purpose-filled because we know that we serve a God that is all-powerful, that is sovereign, that is omnipotent, that cannot fail. And so yesterday we talked about uh, our identity in Christ and talked about being uh, bold in him and and really having um, the unmitigated gall to uh, talk to our father with the expectation that there will be some results. Um, Father, the hope of being reassured that 
ideas and process as it relates to Hey, what Dion, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are breaking up like uh, almost every other word. Okay. Um, I don't okay. know. Thank you. Okay. It, it may be Can you guys hear better now? Is that okay? Talk a little bit more. Just say a few more things. Is, is, that, is that better than No, no, it's okay. not. Okay, one second. Okay, let me see. Is that no maybe a little bit sort of still choppy? Still cho- I'm sorry, it's still choppy. Oh wow. Okay. Um yeah. Just do your best. We'll get it. We'll get it. Okay. Um guys, it's it's four day day number four blackout business um has everything kind of thrown off. So my apologies in advance. Um, hopefully something will happen and it it will clear up some. Um, amen. So we, yesterday we talked about identity. Um, and today I want to, um, as we honestly, you know, I know we've been talking about preparing our case, but it, it is, uh, the time is approaching where we're actually going to be presenting our cases, and I want to talk in advance about some potential stumbling blocks that you might deal with uh, when approaching your petitions, uh, your cases before or just judge. Uh, I'm also going to give you um, one of the things we don't want to do is we don't want to create a formula. While there is a format and there is a process, I don't want us to get so caught up in the legalities that we become complacent and and create um, this cookie-cutter idea of what it looks like to approach the courts. You could get yourself in trouble uh, doing so, and I I don't want to set anyone up for that, but I do want to give you all of the primary um, talking points or space bases that we'll have to touch as it relates to approaching uh, the courts of heaven. Uh, so I'm going to specifically potential stumbling blocks. Now, yesterday we we dealt with a bunch of scriptures that remind us um, that we have assurance of salvation, uh, that it's our faith that uh, brings us before the just judge uh, with the incompetence and competence. Our faith is what justifies us. It is not our deeds. It's not our works. It's not the things that we do with the work of our hands. I need you to mute your phone, please. Um, It is our faith that quantifies our requests and our petitions. But some of the things that will keep you uh, from being able to fully receive, and I believe that there is going to be even a supernatural impartation of capacity this morning. Uh, As we are getting these downloads, I don't know if anyone else has felt it, but the more I begin to study, uh, the more I begin to feel stretch me and pull uh, my understanding. 
my intellect to another level. And this morning, this morning, I'm believing God to do that for each and every one of you as we get, get ready to go into a place where we are actually presenting our cases. Uh, so one of the things that will keep from being able to approach the courts of heaven is complacency. Complacency. Uh, for people who have been sitting um, in emphasis where there is a routine or a ritualistic process of doing church on Sunday, you tend to grow very numb to the because there is no fire. There power. There is no expectation. And hope is waning. Um, one of the things about complacency is uh, it's, it's kind of like being in any other relationship, a platonic relationship. When you get complacent with that particular relationship, for some reason, uh, there's this thing that happens. There's, you know, just like, eh, that's just so-and-so. And unfortunately for the church, we have become uh, that when it comes to the Father and the things of the kingdom. We've gotten to a place where uh, our prayers are now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Well, the reality is um, the more familiar you get with God, uh, Joshua, the third chapter, it talks about uh, when Joshua uh, was about to carry the Ark of the Covenant uh, over uh, the edge of the brink of the water. And, and I remember significantly um, that there was a statement he made uh, that God made to him and said, you you follow behind it a certain amount of cubits, not get too close, right? So you know how some people say, God is my partner, that's my buddy. Well, listen, God is not our partner. He is our father. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Um, and so we have to make sure that our approach maintains reverence and honor at all times. Our approach maintains reverence and honor. Uh, you guys keep hearing me saying we're going to talk about honor and glory next month and have two specific uh, ordered court dates. Uh, usually when you have to be at jury duty, you'll get a notice in advance. I want to put you on notice. And these next two days, what I'm going to do is lay out the guise or the guideline of what it is that we will do when we begin to approach. Now, the Holy Spirit may shift it, but it is imperative that we prepare to go to the courts. You don't just show up at court with any and everything. You have things outlined. You have some documentation. You have some witness statements. Uh, you have some people that you'd like to testify on your behalf, right? Um, and so you remember me saying we don't want to do the same thing or make it a ritualistic practice. That's where complacency begins to step in and take over. When you do things consistently uh, a familiar way, you, you you tend to lose momentum. You tend to lose hope. You tend to lose uh, uh, effective belief, right? Um, another stumbling block, so, so we have stumbling block number one is complacency. Stumbling block number two is creating a ritual or a routine, not giving the Holy Spirit authority to change or switch anything up, right? Um, the, the next one is not knowing your scroll or not knowing your book, right? 
So you hear me uh, refer a lot to Psalms 139.16. Uh, that particular scripture says, as it is written in the books of you. Uh, my instruction this morning for you, because I can't do all of the work for you, I want you to Google the scrolls in heaven and the books in heaven, the scrolls in heaven. So what I hear the Lord say is, they who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. So as many pots as you go get, as much digging as you go do, as much preparation as you do, is that's how grand or how little he will expand your horizons as it relates to wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So you have to know your purpose. You have to know what you were created for. You have to know how you were built and why you were built that way. Uh, it took me 40, I guess 45 years to know. I think I knew, but I didn't know. Um, I'm going to give you an example. I remember one time when I, when I originally came back from Georgia, um, there was a women's meeting. Uh, and one of my, my old mentors, uh, was going to this event, and I remember her inviting me, and, and I called Pam and said, hey, Pam, Gloria invited us to this thing, and I don't know if you want to go. She was like, yeah, so we got cute and all this stuff, and we went to a little uh, business meeting, and we were sitting at the table, um, and I can specifically see you, Tan, blowing bubbles at the table because it was one of the little gifts in the little pack, right? <laughs> And so they start talking about purpose, and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I was like, honey, what is we doing? <laughs> and I remember us kind of saying, um, like, are we, are we specific about our purpose? I mean, I know we want to, but we really, really started to think about that thing. We really started to um, begin to ask ourselves questions. This is before Declare Victory. This is... Um, yeah, it was like literally right when I got home. I remember that very specifically. So not knowing your purpose. So again, we have complacency, doing the same thing over and over again and not knowing your purpose. Now, again, we are talking about the preparation for presenting your case in the courts of heaven. Um, another thing that can get in the way is being distracted by, I'm going to call it the water. Uh, we're going to refer to life as the water, being distracted by life and life obstacles and life situations and circumstances. The unfortunate thing um, is that if you're not willing to pay the cost or give up a lifestyle, right, there, there may be something that you have a relationship with that supersedes the seek that you have for the will of the Father for your life, to live out your life purpose and to leave here empty. Uh, you may have uh, a habit that you refuse to break because they're all breakable. It's really a matter of making a decision. It's no different than losing weight. You, you begin to change your lifestyle, accommodate uh living a healthy life, not to lose weight, but to accommodate living a healthy life. The same goes with your spirituality. There may be ritualistic things that you've just done that uh, maybe your mother did or your grandmother uh, did. Those are the iniquities of our lives, right? There could be things that you are doing on a transgressional basis, things that the Holy Spirit warns you about. And then there may be things that are just actively operating in your sin life, the things that you do willfully against the knowledge of Christ, right? So so we can't be distracted 
by life and life situations and circumstances or lifestyles that we choose to allow to exceed uh, the desire for the will of the Father for our life. Um, now, this one is a little bit difficult. One of the things about active faith is sometimes you don't see um, the outright evidence. You know, the world commands or requests. Uh, I remember uh, in the word it talks about, Lord, show us a sign. Uh, give us a sign. And I will not give a sign to you perverse generations. Sometimes you may not see the evidence immediately. Right? So somebody needs to mute your phone. Expecting to see everything. Right? So hearing and discerning in the spirit is a learned process. You have to learn how to be able to, you have to develop or cultivate your discernment ear. You have to spend enough time in the presence of God that he begins to tune you in with the sound of heaven and the sound of the court. Right? As you practice, it becomes a, a easier transition. You begin to hear more and you begin to see more. I was uh, talking to Tan. I was telling her the other day, I think it may have been Thursday or Friday of last week. I woke up and I could sit. No, it wasn't. It was, it was when that wind was blowing. Uh, I woke up and I could hear more. I could see more. There was more clarity because I've been very intentional about getting in his presence so that I can actively move and do what's necessary as it relates to purpose uh, in the process. And so you want to make sure that you're not moved by what you see, right? You, you want to make sure, he said it wasn't in the fire, it wasn't in the flood, but it was in the still, small voice. How do you get to a place where you hear the still, small voice? You practice and study quiet. You practice and you study discerning. You practice and you study uh, entering into his presence. You practice and you study hearing and responding to immediately the voice and the sound of God, right? Right. Uh, an additional. So again, we have complacency, doing the same thing holistically, not knowing what you create to do, not knowing the purpose or what is written in you book. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little more at the end of this breakdown. Uh, uh, so we also talked about being distracted by life, being stuck in iniquity, being stuck in transgression, and being stuck in standard sin life or being consumed by your your world or the things going on around you. So we want to make sure we're not being distracted. Uh, expecting to see everything, uh, needing a tangible uh, go forward. If there's Sometimes there is not one. Sometimes you have to be very succinct uh, in the spirit with your hearing, okay? Now, this one is a big deal, right? Sometimes we can be consumed with our head knowledge, right? So we can have a Pharisaic or a Sadducee mindset as it relates to the things of the kingdom. Uh, you may have gone to theology school. You may have 
spent a whole bunch of time in church and church leadership. You may have been heavily exposed to church culture in so much so that you have uh, religious chains on your thinking or religious uh, binding on your heaven, right? So the word says, whatsoever is loose in heaven shall be loosed in earth. Whatsoever is bound in heaven shall be bound in earth. So we have to uh, root up, break down, pull up, and tear down all those strongholds of being extremely knowledgeable, right? So coming from a place where uh, you know everything and you're not teachable, right? So we all talk about Second Timothy 2.15, to show thyself approved, what he's not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But we also know he said, for the children come unto me, that they ought to have to tell one of the things that I am learning consistently day in, day out, too, is that myself almost infantile as so nothing and starting from the beginning. I remember times in training where I'd be at a church that they are dealing a lot with new converts, and I could feel myself in my mind. I know that already. I want to revisit that. I'm a big girl. Uh, reality is we can never learn enough at child level, right? We can never learn enough at, 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 at the child level to pull up into the things of Christ, right? So learning how to hear what the Spirit is saying and then compiling that or composing an understanding based on scripture, sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to introduce a thing, um, an old thing, a new way, right? So we can't put old wine into new vats and somebody still needs to mute their phone, right? So when you have too much head knowledge and you are not operating in the spirit, what it can do is lead to a lack of confidence and can stop you from seeing and hearing what's going on in the spirit. When you think you know everything, um, when you think you got it all figured out and you will not allow the Holy Spirit to reintroduce a thing for you, what you can do is stagnate your growth altogether and get stuck in that place. You know that place, that place where you like this, this may not work anyway. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, you know, you get to feeling stupid and like everything is useless. To introduce us of the same things over to you a new way. Um, now, this is a, a, a really relevant one. Um, this is one that we deal with quite frequently. I, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of cool by myself. I just need me and Jesus. Uh, the truth is that uh, when God is ready to give you a new level, New levels come from new relationships. New levels come from new people. New levels come from new encounters. New levels come from new understanding. Sometimes the understanding being greater than that which you've been exposed to. So exposure breeds enhancement. Exposure breeds expansion. Exposure brings extension. Exposure breeds and brings capacity. So you want to be careful that you are not isolating. If you find yourself isolating, begin to ask the Holy Spirit to open up new channels and new doors, open up new gates as it relates to relationships, right? So relationships enhance and encourage us to 
push our way um, into purpose and do the work, not push your way like bully, but I mean persevere, uh, build momentum, press your way, right? So being accountable to others and doing things in group-like settings keep you from uh, going into false doctrine. They keep you from going into deception. They keep you out of the guise of being steeped in pride. Uh, they keep you from using your head knowledge over operating in the spirit. So that A word is super necessary, accountability. Accountability is for far more uh, than if you sleep with Joe or not, or if you're showing up at church or not. All right, uh, I'm talking to you, Google. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, so, so again, we want to make sure that we are um, staying around people that keep us lit, right? <laughs> so you want to tell tell your homegirl, tell your homeboy, keep me lit, keep the fire burning. Um, the next is fear of man. I fear of man. Quote um, one. Um, the our life with the expectation that people approve. And the truth is that that's not always the case, right? The truth is that sometimes, based on what you are purposed for, what you are called to, what your mantle is, um, any of these words that sound unfamiliar, I'm going to um, implore you to research them because if you don't know you need to, the perfect opportunity for you to dig a little bit deeper and stop just going to church, right? Stop just becoming complacent in church. So you need to know what your mantle is. You need to know what your operations are as it relates to gifting. You need to know what you're responsible for. So your purpose, your giftings, and your callings are all necessary for you to operate fully in purpose. And unfortunately, if you don't know them with certainty, it can create an atmosphere of fear of man. Not speaking out because you're afraid of being um, corrected, chastised, isolated, mocked, or judged. Um, we have a right to speak and learn, and we have to be willing even to make mistakes. So sometimes you won't say anything because you think maybe you got it wrong or you might be a little bit off. We'd rather you be off. We'd rather you not be accurate and be able to correct you it from a place of love. Uh, one of the things I love about Declare Victory is we are not judgmental. This is not about who's right and who's wrong. This is about getting to a place of right understanding, right? So sometimes we might be as my mother will throw it off, right? It's awesome to be around people who have had experiences of being thrown off and had to be corrected corrected than spend the rest of my life in a place of complacency because I'm afraid to be corrected. What the root of that is is in the same circle. So fear of man is usually attached to a spirit of pride, right? A spirit of lack of identity, a spirit of inferiority. Make all the mistakes you need to, which is one of the reasons this platform was created. Even while teaching, there are times where things happen and the correction is gentle. It's not about uh, me being like, don't do that. I don't have that kind of time. At the end of the day, people need us to be sound in what we understand, how we move strategically as it relates to kingdom things, right? 
Okay. Um, the next one is fear of heresy, right? If you don't know the word, look it up, right? The fear of being misled, right? The fear of being misled is reduced when you include others in your process, when you know the word of God. And you're not afraid to ask questions when you develop a lifestyle of listening to God, when you develop a lifestyle of not worrying about what the crowd is doing. One of the things we are guilty of as a body is we always worry about what everybody else is doing. And then we end up with a whole bunch of mimics and copycats and no authentic sound, right? Because the, the word says that the father seeketh a sound. Right? Okay. Um, another thing we have to be mindful of or cautious of uh, is our imagination to suck us into dead space or take us into illegal trading floors. Right? We have to guard our hearts and minds. Guard your heart with all of your diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Right? This is having the uh, faith like a child, what I mentioned before, right? If you are feeling confused, you have to ask God for clarity, right? You have to search the scripture and ask others. That's why we talk about squads so much, right? We talk about our squads because uh, uh, I was talking to one of my, my sisters the other day, one of my um, purpose squad members, and we were having a conversation about Lucifer and how that uh, we we have heard tale of him being the worship leader. Well, I, I just want to inform you, she moved me on the line today. It's nowhere in the Bible that, that that's accurate. That's, if you find some scripture about it, listen, <laughs> call me. She did her own study, and then, of course, you know, it made me go into it. And, and we've heard that that's, that's not, it didn't happen. <laughs> and You're really breaking up. You're breaking up, Dion. Okay, give her a minute, everybody. Give her a minute. Okay. How about now? Is it still real bad? It's not real bad, but it's we lost. So where the point where we lost you is is that you um, dis discovered that there is there is nowhere in the scripture where it says that Lucifer is um, was a word. Was a word. That's what we did. Okay. 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 Um, so how is this a bit better, sis? I'm, I just moved location. Um, I no. just need you to talk just a little bit more, and then I can tell you. Okay. I can tell you. Just... All right. So this is just a test to see if perhaps. That's um, better. That, awesome. that is better. Okay. Awesome. Okay. 
So, so let me just say that again. Lucifer was not the worship leader. Um, it just talked about how beautiful he was. Uh, that that's about it. Um, okay. So uh, the the next one is um, uh, not having right or proper motives when you approach courts. Not having right or proper motives. Now, um, what could that mean? That could mean that your reason for approaching the court is trying to get out of a process that God has you in the middle of, right? Or, or wanting or desiring something that you don't have the capacity to receive yet. So your objective may be to supersede the will of God to be released from discomfort or frustration or fear or anxiety. Uh, what I want you to start being very conscious of is when you start to feel those things, fear, anxiety, um, shame, intimidation, uh, uh, feeling not worthy, all those things begin to write down the moment that you feel them. The moment that you feel shame, the moment that you feel fear, in that moment, find out and begin to identify what your triggers are for these things. What are your triggers? What sets you in that mind frame? An act, a deed, uh, an emotion, a thought process. If you start to write them down, the reason that they occur is so that God can get you to the root of the matter and you can begin to eliminate those things and stand more concrete in your identity, right? So not having the right motives. Now, get this. The fear of feeling not worthy to receive a thing. God ain't gonna do that for me. He didn't hear me. He's not gonna answer that prayer. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve the third. The reality is that the father will not withhold anything from his children that he knows are necessary to live out or fulfill your purpose. He, he is a good father and he desires to give good gifts to his children. Right. And so anytime you're dealing with the fear of not having um, uh, the, the right standing to receive, it means that you have some more obstacles emotionally and spiritually. And as it relates to your soulish nature that you need to overcome, it may be forgiveness. It may be repentance. Um, it may be uh, uh, some iniquity. It may be some bloodline stuff. It depends. But that's why we spend time in worship so we can reveal these things to us. We can see what's written of us in the books and in the scrolls, and we can start to overcome them and start to walk in the victory we're talking about. Um, this is a big one. Pride. I just talked about it. Not willing to admit that we are... Um, we or our ancestors have, have done something inaccurately, not willing to admit that our bloodline has some stuff in it, that our personal lives are full of stuff. So pride is usually one of the highest and hardest hurdles to climb. Um, stubbornness and change. If you know God is correcting you in a thing and you are unwilling to submit to it, uh, you just hold up your process and your arrows go unanswered, right? So you aiming, but you won't miss, you won't hit the target until you make the strides to change. 
right? Um, this one, can, you can kind of tie with improper motives, just wanting a blessing, right? This cannot be solely about you. This has to be dedicated to arriving at the place of purpose, walking intentionally to generational change, right? So our, our goal is not just for the blessing. Blessings come with it, but it goes right back to Matthew 6. Uh, and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? Not the church, not Sunday morning worship service, right? Um, also, which is why we talked about uh, identity yesterday, not using your authority. It's impossible to use a thing you don't know exists in your life. Our authority is what secures our access, right? Taking authority um, over familiar spirits, things that you know uh, when, it, when it's already been dealt with in the court. So sometimes when you go before the court, the enemy will attempt to interject that maybe you didn't handle X, Y, Z. Now, you know uh, when you start going to the courts and whether or not you know it, I know this whole court language is different than what we're accustomed to, but we've gone to the courts before. If you've ever went to a deep place in prayer, that was the court, right? That place in prayer where you lose time, where you don't care what time it is, all you want to do is spend time in his presence. So that's what the courtroom is, right? Um, now, there's another one. I'm going to mention it. Hopefully, it will cause you to become salty and need to drink something. Uh, not cooperating with the nine voices in the courtroom. I'm going to put a pin in that one. That one will begin um, tomorrow. We'll begin to lead into the discussion about that tomorrow. Um, and we only got a couple more, and then we are going to go into prayer. Waiting on God. Quit doing that. He ain't doing it. You got to do it. Well, you know, I'm just waiting on God. No, ma'am, and no, sir. We call those things that be not as though they were. It's our responsibility to call order to the court with our witness testimony, with the presentation of our cases, and the proper approach uh, to the Father to complete the things that he began in us. He who began a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, however you say it. Now, this, this is one. This is one that's um, interesting. The need to understand. Well, Lord, I don't understand none of this. Good. He being worship. Worship will take you into a place of understanding that your intellect does not have the capacity to do. Right? Worship will take you into a place of, of stretching and expansion and inclusion in the things of the kingdom, because now you're not seeking your intellect. You're seeking the will of the Father. His presence and his glory is what brings revelation, wisdom, and understanding. Let he who lacks wisdom ask, and it shall freely be given unto him. So the key to understanding this entire process is worship, right? Um, attempting to perfect it, uh, 
God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for excellence. He provides the excellence. He gives you excellence when you seek after the things of the kingdom. Um, so, so that's it, right? So I'm going to list them off so you can write each one and you can go back and study them yourself. And then we're going to go into prayer. So number one is complacency. Number two is doing things ritualistically. Number three is not identifying your purpose. What are you here for? Four is being distracted by life, situations, circumstances, uh, uh, um, transgressions, sins, and iniquities. Number five is expecting to see everything, expecting to get it at hello. Number six is head knowledge or information or intellect. Number seven is isolation. Eight is the fear of man. Nine is the fear of heresy, H-E-R-E-S-Y. Look it up. Ten is the fear of allowing your imagination to overtake the spirit of God. Eleven, improper motive. Twelve, low self-esteem or feeling unworthy. Thirteen, pride. Fourteen, stubbornness. Fifteen, selfish gain. Sixteen, not standing in authority. Seventeen, not taking authority over false accusation or familiar spirit. Nineteen, waiting on God. Twenty, the need to get it at hello. And twenty-one, attempting to perfect it before you approach the courts. All right. Um, so now, can you mute your phone for us? Pick any one of these that you recognize, right? And then, then you take it before the Father. You do that in worship. You begin your approach in worship, right? It is easy to feel overwhelmed at first because you'll start to hear a lot more things when you're this level of intentional uh, about going before God and not just praying uh, for simple things. Lord bless my job. And, you know, see, see, we, we, we move into a whole different time and space when we start to do these type of things and employ these types of strategies and tactics uh, to overthrow the kingdom of darkness and walk into uh, the kingdom of light, right? So walk into the things of the knowledge of Christ in an effort to fulfill his purpose and his plan for your life and the lives that you will be attached to, the lives that you will be exposed to with divine kingdom purpose. So I hope that this uh, this was not a preachy lesson. It was, this was absolutely an instructional lesson. I hope that you heard every single word that I said and you will be deliberate, very intentional about 
executing um, these things, even on your own, you, anything you're going to do differently. No different than we talk about speaking in tongues and using your heavenly language. I don't care if you feel like it sounds retarded. I don't care if you feel like you are not equipped. You do it until you how to do it. It's just like learning how to ride a bike. It's just like learning how to do a new job. You go through the training phase and then you begin the implementation phase. Uh, so with that said, I'll go ahead and pass the call to the prayer warrior. And if somebody's praying, we can't hear you. And can you pray, please? Are you in Father, we thank you. We thank you. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the instructions that were given. We thank you that we were able to um, receive um, even uh, confirmation through the word of God as Dion taught this morning. Uh, but first, God, we just want to say good morning to you, and we want to thank you for the miracle of a brand new day filled with brand new mercies. You don't give us anything that's left over or secondhand, only the best for your children. God, we thank you um, that we, even though we have experienced some um, inconveniences because of the fires, we thank you that there has not been any reports that I know of that we've lost property or lost lives or that someone has been hurt as a result of the fires. Lord Jesus, again, um, the particles that are in the air, we just thank you that we are surrounded by your spiritual bubble and that um, regardless to whether we have a mask on or not, um, that you protect our lungs and our um, respiratory system. Father, but we do, we won't be so selfish as to not lift up the victims, those individuals that have been um, adversely affected um, by the fire, by the smoke. We, we lift them up before you, God. Those that have lost homes, that are displaced, God, we lift those individuals up to you. Those that have even lost food um, and they have maybe, they had maybe spent their last. We thank you, God, that you are a way maker. And so, Father, we thank you um, for provision because you are Jehovah Jireh. Lord Jesus, we lift up our children to you today, our minor children, our adult children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our nieces and our nephews, our godchildren. We lift these young people up to you, God, and we ask that you would protect, protect them as they're preparing to go to school or uh, to daycare centers or wherever it is that they're uh, responsible for going today. We thank you for safe travel there and back. And Lord, while they are there, we ask God that you would cover them, that you would protect them, and that you would help them to absorb the information that they are receiving like a sponge. But it is the appropriate information that they absorb, not just any and everything. Lord, we pray for our teachers and paraprofessionals and school administrators, God, that you would bless them to be on their best today, that they would do the work that they've been called to do, Father, not just their arriving just to get a paycheck. I even pray for Brother Jeff and um, Brother Eric, who adequately are in the schools. They're not just there as the maintenance 
for staff, but I I believe that they are also there as covering for everybody that walks through those school doors that is there to learn. Father, I pray for our medical professionals, our nurses. I think about Lisa and Miss Barbara today um, that are that are nurses. And I also think about Mrs. Franklin today, who is in the healthcare industry. Those that are in the healthcare industry that are responsible for administrative work or that are responsible uh, for seeing and caring for individuals that are being treated, that are hospitalized or going through our emergency room. God, I thank you for an extra special dose of grace this morning to be able to deal with every single patient, every case that crosses their path today. And, and those that may be in the medical field that I don't know of, but you're a caregiver or um, what have you. I just praise you and thank you, Lord, for giving them an extra amount of grace today in order to be able to deal with those individuals that they are assigned to. Um, Lord God, I pray for our rescue workers, our EMT workers, our ambulance drivers. Lord Jesus, I pray for all doctors. I pray for um, hospitals, Lord Jesus, that they have the capacity to be able to serve the people. I pray for those that that are in the category of grieving. I lift up the Smith family who had a recent loss and is having a service tonight and tomorrow, Elder Robert Smith. God, I pray for his family. I pray for his church family, his church members. And I also pray for his natural family, Lord God, that you would give them comfort because your word says that blessed is the death of, the, of those that die in the Lord. So Lord Jesus, I thank you that we know where he is. Lord Jesus, I pray for um, those that are sick and afflicted, uh, those that are in long care, long care facilities. I lift up my sister Terrace. I also lift up uh, uh, Jean Coleman, Pastor Coleman's daughter, uh, mother, as she recovers from knee surgery. Lord God, I lift up our government officials um, from the federal level down to the local level. I, Thank you for the work that our Governor uh, uh, Newsom is doing in declaring California the state of emergency. God, and I ask that you would continue to give them wisdom and understanding and how they can be a blessing to our families. <clears throat> I pray, pray for <clears throat> our peace officers, Lord Jesus, that you would help them to do their job. Lord God, that which they've been trained to do, which is to protect and to serve. Lord God, I pray for pastors and their families all over the world. Hallelujah. Those that are about to give up, those that are that are so frustrated, those that feel like they need to close their doors because they don't have electricity. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember the day when um, uh, the stories that my mother told about um, instruments they made out of washboards and out of spoons and um, how that they didn't have any microphones or electric keyboards, but they had service and they worshiped you. You don't require any of those special things. It's great to have a God. I thank you that our church doors remain open and that the people of God Hallelujah, figure out another solution that they don't just give up so quickly. Lord Jesus, as we begin to um, enter into your court, uh, into your uh, gates with thanksgiving, oh God, we just want to thank you for life today. We want to thank you for how you have changed the trajectory of this call. God, we want to thank you for those that are beginning to take this information seriously, that they're applying it in their own personal prayer time. God, and that, that we are becoming closer to you, that we are falling in love with you all over again, but we're falling in love with you purposely, intentionally, and because we have the ingredients that we need in order to be more effective archers 
more effective intercessors in prayer. God, I thank you for what you're going to do, the new exploits, the miracles, signs and wonders that we will see as a result of what we're doing, not just when we show up at Declare Victory. This is our training ground. But God, as we go out into the marketplace, as we speak with those that we um, that we worship with on a weekly basis at our churches, whether it's Bible study or um, actual Sunday morning services, hallelujah, God, whether it's choir rehearsal, whatever it is, as we begin to come into contact with people and we share this information and we begin to know how to better prepare ourselves to pray for people, God, I thank you for the great signs and wonders that will follow. Hallelujah. And so, Lord Jesus, as we begin to take our phones off of mute, we do so with excitement and anticipation that we get to spend time with you this morning. God, we want to thank you for who you are, for where you are, what you do in our lives. God, we want to thank you for the down on the inside. We praise you, Lord. We want to thank you because you are the Thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 There's none like you, God. There's none like you, God. There's none like you, Lord. None like you, Lord. None like you, Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, because I'm worthy. Thank you, God. Because you're worthy, we give you all glory today. We give you all honor today. We exalt your mighty name. Hallelujah. Our God is mighty. Hallelujah. Our God is mighty and strong. There's nothing too hard for him. There's nothing that's impossible for him. The Bible says, hallelujah, the Bible says that all things shall be possible for him that believes. Thank you, God. Thank you for your power this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for every prayer request that has gone up this morning, God. Spoken and unspoken. Hallelujah. Sister Pam had a a request for her friend, God, and we lift her up this morning to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you position us. Hallelujah. That That we are positioned. Hallelujah. That we get into position. Lord, I'm sorry. We get into position to minister and to serve like never before. Again, we thank you for this prayer, and we thank you for all that participated, all that are under the sound of our voice this morning. Thank you for blessing them near and far, God, as we go out into the marketplace today, as we get on the highways. God, thank you that you protect us and you bless us to get to and from our destination. Lord God, hallelujah, that when we return to our homes, God, they'll be be, uh, intact the way that we left them whether it was messy or neat. In Jesus' name, we pray and give thanks. Amen. As I pass the call back to Dion. Amen. 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 Again, hallelujah. I'm just grateful to God this morning. Hallelujah. And uh, appreciative of the fact that he would trust us uh, with his will for our lives, that he would begin to move us from death to life in our thinking. And I'm praying for a supernatural, uh, uh, divine understanding, so much so that it begins to take over our traditionalism, our ritualistic thinking and walk us into the freedom where we are saved. Hallelujah. So um, just with that said, I want to give everyone an opportunity to say good morning. Matt joined a little bit late, didn't get a chance to say, hey, is there one? Good morning, Carla. Carla, good morning. Good morning, this is Carla. Hey, hey Carla, guys. Good I love you. Guys. I love you. <laughs> love good, morning, hey, Barbara, good morning, Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Rita. Hey, Rita. Good morning. Good morning, Jacqueline. It's an awesome Tuesday. It's Krishanda. Good morning. Hey, Krishanda. Good morning, Juliet. Hey, Ju. Good morning. To God be all the glory. Good morning. This is Priscilla. Hey, Priscilla. Good morning. Good morning. This is Lee. 
Hey, Miss Lee, good morning, Princess. Praise God. How are you this morning? I'm amazed. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> okay. I'm try to have a blessed day. You too. Thank you for saying good morning. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, family. Dondria. Hey, Dondria. Good morning. I think I heard Jacqueline a little earlier. Hey, Jacqueline. Good morning, Dion. Good morning. Amen. Well, to God be the glory again for the things that he is doing, has done, and will continue to do as we begin to walk out of uh, familiar dormant places and walk into the truth of the knowledge of who Christ is and who we are as he sees us. Uh, I am tired of a diluted hand-me-down that is powerless and produces nothing but to God be the glory that he is walking us directly into uh, the authority and the power necessary to live this life intentionally on purpose and listen we keep hearing people talking about living their best life now no 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 I'm walking into for real in real life living my best life now I ain't taking no shorts I quit I'm done. Mm -hmm. I want what he has for me, and I want the people that he has assigned me to to benefit from me knowing who I am. Amen. And and that, that has nothing to do with how fabulous or wonderful I am, but it has everything to do with how fabulous and wonderful he is. I'm just grateful that he wouldn't allow me to stay in a place of complacency and brokenness, but that he's calling us to wholeness and wellness like never before. Amen. Amen. Anybody have anything else? Anybody have any questions, comments, clarity necessary? Dion, this is Priscilla again. Just for clarity, I've gone on to the website and I've seen the phone conversations. And that's consistent, correct? I mean, you have a, every time we're on the phone, they're recorded. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Just for study purposes. And then I also noticed that you can communicate as well. You can, if you can. Okay, okay, very good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Good morning, Dion. This is Carla. Good and, morning. Good morning. I love your declaration. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. And thank you for that, Carla. Blessings. Hope to help. Amen. Anybody else? Well, hey, Sister Dion. Um, I was just to keep on thinking about when you was giving us the list of of all those um, the things that to block us. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. Um, if you um, list them again, um, maybe online or something, because I'm not. I don't know. I wasn't writing them all down as fast. 
But can we talk about some more? I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm still kind of... Yeah. So just FYI, I posted every single one of them in the victory room. It's there. And Dondria, I believe, took some additional notes. Dondria is the scribe of our group, if you did not know. Um, and so all of that information is posted in the victory room. Okay. That's what this keyboard book about mine is about the we, – we cannot um, – even when I was – we cannot be – like, not, not going to say fear. We can't have no fear at all. We cannot, I don't know, I've just been even looked at the, um, listen to the, um, Lisa had posted um, the beginner's thing to the course yep. that I listened to today. Yep. And mm-hmm. thinking about that, still on my mind, and thinking about what you said now, it just, just, just keep reaffirming me that you've got to get all this stuff out. you got to, yep. you know, do prayer, of course, with God, but you've got to get all this fear of the mm-hmm. courtroom, fear of, um, Failure, fill up all these fears of anything out, mm-hmm. and and even you know like you said about the, the low self esteem and all that. I mean, thank God we knowing who we are now, you know, because just imagine if you thought you could do that without even knowing that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's a lot going through my mind that like whoa, like oh no, yes, even the um, you know, the stubbornness that for sure, you know, is one of my sometimes you know that ha- it was just I was. Going up is the um, stubborn, been so stubborn. So just re, just surrendering and releasing all these things that I just could imagine how free this is going to be too. Also, you guys, the freedom of it. Just looking at some of the things I was able to write down. So it's just yeah. such a blessing. I'm just so just thinking about it. But yeah, we gotta release, gotta get rid of all these fears and anxieties and anything like that especially mm-hmm. about the courtrooms and to know that we have the security of the bailiffs. And I was really just listening to it and thinking about it. I was like, and it made me more secure um, in, in understanding the, the, the courts, you know, how how the room is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And what about even our witnesses, you guys? We could literally, I'm not, I hope I'm not jumping everywhere. The witness thing, I was like, wow, we literally can um, call witnesses that's going to be like, I don't, I'm like, I just can't even imagine how that's going to be and feel and then just just blew my mind. Like, wow. Just, yeah, mine too. Yeah. I was like, whoa. We, we've, been, we've been living way our privilege. Way, wow. way, living very, very low on the totem pole. Yeah for no reason other than, um, right, the Bible says that men perish for lack of knowledge. The less you know, the less you have tools to understand. Yes, um, this is Krishanda, and when the prayer warrior was praying, as well as when you guys were speaking, and even the other day, I keep hearing the word dominion. Yes, and there you go, you on it. That's that's it. He said he gave us power to uh, subdue and have dominion in the earth. But how do you have dominion when you don't recognize that you are part of the court, when you are part of a royal family, right? So which is why I consistently say I've never, ever 
up, met a king who begs for anything. But it is impossible to believe God to do anything other than beg until you realize that you are royalty. Right? You are a holy nation, a royal priesthood in real life. Like it, it, it's real. It's, this is not a game, right? And once you grab a hold of that as being truth and you lift your level of thinking to accommodate the truth of God's word for your life, you stop expecting mediocre existence and you start moving yourself into the truth of God's word, right? That's our responsibility. Right? That's our responsibility. He's not going to do that for you. That's all. Shonda, I just need to say this out loud. There's depth to you. There's depth to you. And I hope that oh, makes sense. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I She's mean, aware of it. She ain't confused. Oh, good. Okay. 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 The more you mm-hmm. speak, the more profound it is becoming, at least in my ears. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hello, one, one more thing you guys before I, I was just thinking before is when when you were saying, like the next, you know what I was thinking about when you said about the Bible and I was thinking about the Bible? Before, you guys, I used to attach myself to the negative things I used to read in the Bible, like way before. Like, you know, when they say, like, you know, you heard about slaves, you know, and my mom was like, oh, yeah, we were slaves. You know, the not of understanding. But it's just such, um, just now um, that knowing who we are and knowing who I am, now that I can see that I can attach myself to the, the scriptures of the life, the good part. You know what I mean? This is a trip to me because I remember what I was just thinking like right now because I used to attach yourself moment to the negative, to the negative because I felt I was the wicked. I felt like whenever I saw that word or, you know, whatnot. So it was anything. It was always about the negative. Like, oh, so it, it condemned myself. But now, you know, no, condemn, no condemnation now. It's like it's different. Now I attach myself to the identity of who I am, of, who you know, the – of him um 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 stitching me in the womb and him um um sealing you know putting the seal on me and all those things God can attach myself to the nail on the cross and you know all those other things now I can see that so it changes uh, it it has changed um how I see and feel you know about things and I'm just so grateful for that you guys because you know when you just were so I was so negative and negative thinking, you know, that stinking thinking all the, you know, before now it's just such a blessing to get a peace, to be have a peace of mind and a peace of, of, of life of, you know what I mean? Of like saying no, that I'm not, um, you know, I'm not that. No, I'm not that. No, I'm not that. I am, I am a daughter. I am the daughter of the most high God. I am royalty. Like you said, all those things. So it's the, you know, we cannot attach ourselves to the negative. That's what I was thinking because that's what I was doing. You know, you attach yourself to the negative. That's not who, you know, we are. got to be mindful of that too. And I think that's what the fear always stay attached, had to stay attached to me, you know. So, yeah, sorry. You know, I was so, just thinking no, 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 out loud. No. He's talking it out. 
Let me help you. Yeah. We see anything the way we feel about who we are. Doesn't matter what it is. The word of God, uh, your sister, your mama, it doesn't matter, your money, everything. We see ourselves um, in everything around us, be it negative or positive. Every single thing we experience is a direct reflection of how we feel about ourselves. When you claim sickness, you see yourself as sick. One of the hardest things to do is reorganize, reorder, and restructure our process to align the kingdom principles. Remember this, laws, principles, precepts, and protocols. There are things that are written in heavens that are just matter of fact. The unfortunate part is the world already gets it, and they use things like the secret. They use things like positive affirmation, and what ends up happening is every single thing that the Lord gave to us to employ his laws, principles, precepts, protocols, and then that lands or lends to promise the world has gotten it, and we have been so busy having service and church service that we don't apply the truth of God's word. The hardest thing to do is recondition your thinking, right? And so what what some of the things that, that I used to have to do is I would have to reorder my steps. So things that I would normally do, I had to be intentional about doing the opposite. So now, if you know anything about my past life, um, I am still um, kind. I am not nice. I don't do a lot of shimming and hawing and shucking and jiving. You, like, you can't just tell me anything and I'll be okay. I don't care if you have hope. But it has everything mantle that I wear, which is an apostolic order. That is order, structure, uh, teaching, dispatching. There, there are certain things that fall under the apostolic order. Um, so it's, it's the way that I was put together. That has much to do with knowing your purpose, right? So mm -hmm. I used to be super cynical, right? Super smart out. So if you say something to me, I'm going to chop you up in little bitty pieces so fast without thinking. That's who, that's how I um, executed things. Then I had to be intentional about changing and restructuring how I address things. Um, or for me, I have a very sensitive ear for false doctrine or when things are out of order or when something is not genuine or authentic, I feel it in my gut, right? Mm. However, it's my responsibility to train my gifts. Right. So I can't be smart mouth or cut somebody real quick. Right. Everything we do, we have to do in love. It's our responsibility to understand and know what that looks like. Yeah. Right. It's our responsibility to get those things in order and in line. So when it comes to the ne I've never been a negative. Um, I always want to see the best. Everything and everybody. That's, that's just kind of been my way. But one of the things I had to learn how to do um, was allow the spirit to lead me because I, I, I used to expect that people be how I am. So like, I don't just have nobody, <laughs> you know, things like that. So if you feel yourself as it relates to next, 
I use my voice memos. Right, when I got something on my mind that I need to myself of, or um, when I locate a trigger that I wasn't aware that I had, uh, when I started dealing with all the things that I was afraid of, um, for me, uh, and, and this may uh, help somebody that's single, for me, I was afraid of being vulnerable. I was afraid. I was terrified. Because what it did was it took my power away and put somebody else in position uh, potentially to hurt me, right? God does not protect uh, to protect ourselves from being hurt. That's his job. So you get to a place where you stop trying to lord your life and you start being led by the spirit. That's what the word says, that, that we are to be led by the spirit. You must love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. It is deliberate. It's an intentional action. Right. So so now as you start to identify your triggers, now you have action items. Now you can go and petition the courts and be like, Holy Spirit, can you show me this, that, and the third? Let me explain. He will do it. He will start to bring things up in you to root them out of you. Right? So he'll bring things up, he'll identify, he'll attach it to something that happened. Right, he'll attach it to something specific. For some people, it yourself and live in that place of low self-esteem and/or brokenness because you've not dealt with those old wounds. Every single thing that hurt you, it is your responsibility to address it. One of the things that we do as people is we avoid pain. It's a natural thing. The thing about kingdom is you press into the pain and press past it and move into wholeness and healing, right? So we can use the woman with the issue of blood. Listen, she was at a place of desperation. Everything that she had, she had, she had tapped out alone. Get this. She was isolated because it was illegal for her to be present with other people. So remember that list, isolation. Right now, the only time that she saw people was when she was exerting her personal energy in order to get healed. The end result was ill effect. There was nothing. It was only when she out of her place of isolation, in the presence of people, and of the power. Now, get this: How would she have heard that Jesus was coming if she was in a place of isolation less? Spirit of God revealed it to her, right? So then the Spirit of God, revelation comes from desperation. Revelation comes from hunger and thirst and chasing after a thing. You get to a place where the, the, the simple stuff, the surface stuff is not enough, and you get past and beyond the compartments. And what she realized in her brokenness, in her isolation, is she began, I'm sure, uh, to cry out and mutter to herself, right? Meditate and go into uh, the courts because that's all she did. Uh, what are we doing here? Because I can't stay like this. I'm going to die here or I'm going to die there. I'd rather die there in the approach of getting some help than stay here and die here alone in my brokenness. That's how desperate we have to get for the truth of God's word for our lives.
Amen. Anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary? Hi, Dion. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Um, I just want to say thank you for the declaration this morning and um, just for the, the teaching, the theme this month has been amazing. I'm a newer caller um, who started this month. Um, but I specifically wanted to get some clarity about um, when you uh, know that you're dealing with some type of fear and you need clarity on um, where does it come from? How do we approach, um, are we approaching the courts when we're asking about the, the root of the fear or are we just, um, you know, seeking God in our personal prayer time? I'm just kind of need some clarity on how to get that started. Sure, sure. Um, so, so let me, let me help everybody with, with this statement. We go to the courts far more often than we recognize, right? Okay. Um, I always keep this in mind. Anytime you carve out deliberate time to spend with God, that is a trading floor or a court session. Um, when you make an intentional stride to connect with the truth of God's word for your life, it is a portion of legislation, right? So when you start to deal with fear, um, usually revelation, because he gives us all divine revelation when we are focused on his will and provision for our lives, right? When we pull our situations, our circumstances, our historical um, thinking patterns under subjection, right? So calling everything under the subjection of the knowledge of Christ. So now what we do is we use our words to empower our promotion to promise, right? So when you're dealing with fear, uh, one of the things I'll say, all of us are usually afraid of rejection, right? So, so herein lies the truth of the brother of the accuser, right? So what you'll hear is an accusation. You will hear a charge that's being held against you. The word of God says that the enemy is crouching, waiting for us uh, to agree with what his accusation is. It is our responsibility. Now, when you start to ask Holy Spirit to show you what you are afraid of and where the origin was, if you just wait in God's presence, I assure you, he will tell you. And what happens is it may not be an audible voice. It may just be a thought. Right? So if you okay. hear, um, you got to vocally pay attention to how you are approaching. And really, it's just from a sincere place. It's not a whole bunch of effort. We think it takes a whole bunch of working up to. But the reality is when God knows the motive and the intention of our heart, period. He is a discerner of the heart, right? So if we give him the space to discern the things that are in our heart, what he does is make available to us the things that separate us from the truth of his word, not from him, but the truth of his word, right? He starts to open up those compartments that we've secretly been hiding, and some of them unbeknownst to us. So it, it is absolutely in your private time um, where you just literally start to ask the Holy Spirit. But always, when you are going to that place, take a pen and paper. And when you hear what it is, like fear is a sin. Right? And so I repent and I confess 
fear as sin. I ask for the blood of Jesus to be applied to the sin and the consequence, right? And I ask for it to be blotted out of the books of heaven and hell all the way back to Adam and Eve. You cover everything in your bloodline because we are offspring. And I'll write that phrase down because he may say, uh, right, the, the brother of the accuser may say, uh, you are a whore or you are a murderer or you are a liar, right? And so you may not know exactly where it's coming from, but the word of God says to agree with your adversary quickly. You confess it as sin, it's covered, you're done. If it comes back, it is what... Uh, it's, it's also in that list where he will bring back, that's a familiar spirit, he will bring back what you've already been accused of. Right? So you, you, the more you ask, the more he will show you. The more you ask, the more he will develop you. Okay. Did that, yeah. I hope that helps. Amen. Here's Amen. another yes. thing um, that, that we can't forget about is you know there's other approaches to god so we still are approaching him as father we don't negate that we still approach right. him as friend we don't forget that right, right. So we're not always appointing approaching him as a just judge right and going right. before the court so in the midst of approaching him as father and friend that's when he does reveal some things to us as we're at his feet and listening right and often that comes through worship also i want to point out that that your list is not exhaustive right there's still more things to add to that right. list because the word talks about you know without faith how are we going to expect to receive anything from god right we can't go to him and approach him in doubt then he says in james you won't receive he also talked about praying and asking amiss, right, that we can consume it on our own lust. So that selfishness is another thing. So when we get in the presence of God, he starts to reveal what's going on on the inside of us. Yeah, we're all human, but we're struggling with different things, right? And I think that's the point of the intimacy and the relationship and having to come out of religion to get to the root of it. That's good. Hey, sis. This is Ravonda. <clears throat> Uh, uh, um, what Lisa said was excellent. Yeah, and I was just, I was uh, thinking about you know even when we talking about fear, uh, it's some things that are obvious. And I remember that I, I was hearing the young lady talking about you know how do you identify what those things are? And um, but remember, remember too that if you are um, battling anxiety, you're not really battling fear. You're not, you're not really dealing with fear because at the point that you do have anxiety, it's, um, it's definitely things that you're not dealing with. And there's physical um, repercussions to that also. And anyone who have ha had experienced insurmountable anxiety, you know that there is problems with your breathing. There is um, uh, problems with what you see, distortion in what you see distortion in which you hear, and you basically have to realize also um, to identify what those triggers are, too. And so you bring, mm -hmm. that, to, mm -hmm. bring that to God also. Yeah, but a real question. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So I have a question about, um, so there was an incident that happened when I was a child. Um, 
one of my mother's ex-husbands. Uh, he was not my father, but um, he had, um, this is something that God told me, an incident that put fear in me, uh, where he threatened me really, really hard. And I was, I was very young. I mean, I had to be about maybe uh, four years old, but I remember it. And I just remember after that, not speaking a lot. And then when I did speak, I used to stutter. Um, and uh, I, my mind had kind of forgotten about the incident until I began to, you know, really seek God and ask God, like, why am I afraid to, like, do certain things? Or he'll give me um, a great idea and then I won't execute. And I just, like, get scared to move forward. And so now that I remember that as being an incident, so is that when I ask for, like, do I need to ask for forgiveness for the person who did yes. that? Yes, okay. it's directly tied to forgiveness. Yeah, so, um, okay. yeah, that that's absolutely, you're, you're right on target. It, it is, that is solely based on forgiveness. And that's okay. exactly how you talk it out and figure it out. So now, mind you, you gave your yourself the answer to your question. Just like you mm-hmm. just did that, he does that about everything, right? So you knew instinctively that it was tied to holding him hostage to what he created in you, right? So mm-hmm. now it gives you permission to use your words and say, I forgive X, Y, Z for the act of X, Y, Z, and I ask that the blood of Jesus cover the sin and the consequence, right? So now um, now what you're doing is restoring that hole. And yes. I ask for the, the love of Jesus to fill the place that was intruded upon in my trust as a child, right? So, so now you go back to that, and every single thing that you deal with going forward, those are the type of things that God will give you just like that. You did a really amazing job. That was perfect. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's a cry in you right there. I hear it. Um, allow yourself to feel that emotion and don't don't feel like you need to protect yourself here. I, I hear it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and this is a safe place. This is a safe place. Go ahead, yeah. sweetie. We got you. You're yeah. surrounded no, by brothers and sisters that love you. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. Good Let it let it begin and, and it be now. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. We finish what we start around here. We finish what we start. Glory to God. That's right. And all you got to do is say it over and over and over and over. And guess what? After a while, you get to believe in that thing. Honey, I ain't got time not to finish what I start. We don't declare the negatives. I am. I am. Right? When they say, who who sent you? Who, who man? What? Who, who are you talking about? I am that I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I am unafraid and unashamed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Anybody else have any questions? Hallelujah. Amen. Um, so we're a few minutes before the hour. Um, a lot has transpired, but I believe that there was a supernatural impartation of understanding and wisdom that was released on the line this morning that God is going to begin to clear up some things for you. Uh, you may not understand it all, but he's going to give you divine instructions right up and through here on what to do, how to do it, how to execute it uh, with authority and stand flat-footed and declare the works of he who sent you. I have a feeling things are about to shift and some prayer. I have a feeling we're going to get some testimonies of some things that you've been asking God for in, in times past and years past. You could not get past things, but I am believing God that he's going to do some new stuff right up and through here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we had the list. It was yes, uh, I hear purpose, gifting, and calling. Was that what it was? Purpose, giftings, and calling. Oh, I'm not going to listen to that. Is yours or is it mine? Is it mine? Probably both. <laughs> I'll just have to listen to the playback because I, I was writing it down, but I don't know if I got it right. Purpose, giftings, and calling. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure calling was correct. Okay, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Is there anybody else? Otherwise, we can go ahead and release you. Today will be a really good day to make some time to worship. Not yes, ask for anything. Yes, not, I am. 
Yeah, just make some time to worship and just begin to ask Holy Spirit to show, reveal the things that you need to address, reveal the things that you need to overcome, reveal the things that you need to transition out of, uh, some old habits, some uh, uh, familial things, some familiar spirits. Begin to be released from those things and give them, hand them directly over to God and move yourself in. Move yourself into uh, the knowledge of Christ and things of God. I, I believe that today for everyone on the line. Hey, since I got up out of my chair, you just said exactly what I wanted to say to remind all of us that we do have the Holy Spirit that's working in us to lead and guide us into all truth, to reveal mysteries, to unlock some things, to show us things to come. So rely on the power that's living on the inside of us, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We are not doing this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just that's yes, good. that's really good because I, um, as I'm taking my, hi, this is valuable, Valencia. As I'm taking my notes and you know watching some of the videos about approaching um, the courts of heaven, I I find myself like almost trying to create a formula in my head to do this and make sure I do it right and don't get it wrong and. And but then that's kind of leaving out the Holy Spirit. I need to trust the Holy Spirit that He's going to help me. I'm, not, you know, I'm going to be able to do this, and um, not I don't have to worry about making a mistake. Like mm-hmm. He's going to be there for me. Can I can I tell you something valuable? You are not alone. If you could have seen me and Tanya looking back and forth at each other, <laughs> so, so please don't feel like it is an isolation. We were scared. Then we. Then we was like, I hope we did it. Listen, you are not alone, honey. We was terrified that did we make a mistake? And especially the first time we experienced where we had to ask for a continuance because we were not effectively prepared. That really happened. Okay, thank you for letting me know. (laughs) You ain't crazy, (laughs) child. Yes, it's all of us. Amen. And what's so awesome is that we have the Holy Spirit that uh, he intercedes for us. Yes. You know, he, he yes. And remember that. He's he's there. He's there. Like Lisa said, he's there to guide us. To guide us. And Dion, I love how you said we'd be surprised how we've been really praying that way, but coming into the knowledge of knowing it, we, yeah. we, we enter into we enter into it differently. Right. You know, we don't we don't enter into it afraid. We enter in confident. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do know that we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. You know, and practicing it. You know, is the it's just like when the when the word tells us to to study to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, most of us wouldn't think that we had to study to be quiet, you mm-hmm. know, but try, but try doing it. Uh, uh, Deanna, we were talking about this the other day about sitting with ourselves now that the power is off. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mm-hmm. thought you was quiet. You thought you was quiet till you don't hear nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got, and you got, and you have to sit with yourself. You know, so we 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 practice that. We we practice that. So it's the same thing in prayer. Mm-hmm. It's, exactly. it's practicing this thing. So don't don't be afraid. Don't you know? 
I, I, when we say don't be afraid, it, just don't be afraid to um, not just get it, get it on the, you know, whatever. And God will give you how to, do, the Holy Spirit will give you how to do it. You know, will guide you, lead you, and guide you. Because most of it is basically, what are you going? What, what are you taking to the Lord? What, what, what is it that you're taking to the Lord? Right. And, and really know, and really knowing that this is what you need to take to the Lord. What is the, some of the things that we can do before we take the thing that we can't do to Him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Anybody else? Amen. Well, guys, we are um, just a couple minutes before the hour. Um, I pray that today's call will lend to some necessary healing. Um, I hope that the instruction was clear enough for you to begin to implement the truth um, of God's word in your life and start walking in the authority and dominion that you were created to um, with a mindset um, to pursue, um, to pursue a thing and overcome it. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, that will do it. Um, I, I pray that you go and you grow in love. Tonight, TNT's phone call is at 7 p.m. with Pastor Lavelle. Um, that something changes, you'll be notified in the victory room if there's a, a change in that. Um, and outside of that, good morning. Yes. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Um, I would like to know where uh, how do I find the victory room so who who invited you to the call so we can make sure we get you added What's your name? um uh, uh lady Hudson oh okay who is this Betty? Who, this is brother Jonathan I'm sorry oh hi brother Jonathan it's Dion okay um I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell um your first lady to add you to the room I'll send her a text now okay Okay. It's good right. to hear your voice. Amen. Anybody else? Ooh. I have a question about the um, playback. So you can download the Declare Victory app on your phone from your Play Store. You can also go to declarevictory.org as the playbacks are also listed on the website. So you can always get it from, or you can follow us on Podbean at Declare, the Declare Victory Prayer Call is what it's called. So listen, um, you, can't, you can't avoid it. Right, so I can go back to the beginning of this month and listen to Listen, you can go back calls. six years, sugar. <laughs> We've been doing oh, this a long okay. time. It's plenty of content. You'll get lost in there. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely, my pleasure. Good morning, family. It's Dondria. I just wanted to say, whoever that sister was who um, shared her testimony about being a little girl and being hit and having the fear and all of that. Thank you for your share. It really um, struck a chord with me and um, released 
or began a process of healing for me. So thank you. Amen. Good stuff. Hey, Sister Dondre, it was me, Sister Denise. You invited me. <laughs> wow. Oh, hey, Sister Denise, look at that. Look at God in Jesus' name. Thank you. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Amen. Good stuff. Amen. All right, guys. Well, um, I'll go ahead and release the call, and we will hear you here tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be case preparation. Tomorrow's going to be case preparation. I want to um, give you the the information necessary to to put your files in order uh, for presentation and how to um, be access testimony for your um, presentation will combination of trading floor information as well as um, case preparation. So um, prepared um, with pen and paper and an open heart would, again, encourage you today to spend some time in worship and prayer and begin to ask the Lord, number one, who do I need to forgive? Who do I need to forgive? What is my forgiveness responsibility? Uh, number two is what are accusations that you are hearing in the spirit? And finally, number three, uh, who is your, who are the witnesses that you will call to testify to the nature of your character? All right. So it may be people ancestrally that have transitioned on. You'll have somebody is got their phone in their pocket or something. Can you mute for us? Thank you. Uh, your witness testimonials have witnesses in heaven, so it may be a grandmother or a great aunt, uh, but you also have witnesses here in the earth realm. So that's according to uh, Hebrews 12 chapter, right? So great the cloud of witnesses, not just me saying something. It's not my opinion. It is what the truth of God's word is as it relates to our lives. Amen. So begin to think about those things meditate on those things and then find scripture to apply to those things amen so with that said i love you guys have an intentional day be the jesus that somebody needs to see you never know whose life you will change from being authentically you i pray that your identity become clearer and clearer as the day progresses i pray that capacity is lended to you according to isaiah 65 and i declare that you are the righteousness of god you are a royal priesthood a holy nation and that the enemy has absolutely no power over you and i'm excited about your future and i'll hear you guys in the morning let's get it go be great hunty amen have a blessed day everyone amen. have a blessed day everybody
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared